0: This is Kyle McCord, and you're listening to Austin Felix and Matt on the W Debate. Welcome to the Debbie Debate. All right, boys, are we ready to debate? Austin, you tweeted something, girl. You tweeted your running back night. Explain yourself, boy. That escalated quickly. I mean, that
1: really got out of hand. <laughs> you jumped up and. That's Austin Mason. Awesome, who is gonna be that guy? And for me, Bijan Robinson is still gonna be that guy.
0: Back to the ground with Robinson, who spins and then tries to bounce it. A stiff arm, another one as he rides it, keeps his balance. They're gonna say he stepped out, but up. I'm feeling sharp. I know you didn't think that we would get through this episode without mentioning the name. One, Zach F. Wilson. Screener draw. Oh, Wilson is going to uncork for the wow. end zone.
1: And he drops it in beautifully. And it is his roommate, Dax Milne, on the touchdown.
0: That's Matt Brody. Scott Jr. Obviously, I whacked poetic back him on the last episode, so I won't do that again here.
1: And this time, it's Fields. It? Carry, watch out, Justin Fields. Hello, Columbus, 51 yards.
0: Bruno, are you ready to go head to head with me? I am. Got to get my popcorn out, out here. Hold on. Got to continue. I oh, no, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Kyle McCord is going to end up winning the job. He's going to be rated higher. I'm. Well, I'm not nearly as passionate about what I'm about to talk about. Our apologies for Kirk Street, and the time will get rescheduled soon. And for Matt Bruning and Austin A's, I'm Felix. Good tonight. and good luck. It is 8.30 Eastern Time. Chris Moxley, Matt Bruning here for another episode of Debbie Debate and... T- t- we got a lot to talk about Chris. I had a, we had a whole rundown. Ooh. We were we were texting throughout the day. It's like, "Oh yeah, we're going to talk about this, that, and then Nick Saban came in and said, "Screw your rundown. We're talking about him." Uh but before we jump into Nick Saban retiring from college football, an absolute legend. Walking away, if you're new to the channel, hit that like and subscribe button. If you don't know much about us, we are campus2canton.com. You can check out the link on the website. We uh mostly do all of our content around college fantasy football. You can start all these players we're going to talk about on Saturdays, Thursdays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. I think the only day they really don't play is Mondays outside of the national championship and usually kick off week. Uh, but you can play a whole college side, whole college fantasy side. And those guys go right up on your NFL teams. I promise you, you guys will enjoy it. Especially if you like dynasty football it brings a whole new wrinkle to strategy, Chris, I mean, Nick Saban what an absolute amazing career i think if we're, if we're being honest here so where where did i put um i had my notes somewhere and then they just disappeared here we go 292 career wins seven national championships 11 sec championships two time coach of the year that's not even counting all the times he was sec coach of the year two time i believe bryant award winner like he is the greatest of all time and it's not really a question right
1: no, he's he's the greatest, for oh, sure. Just, I just, mean, you there, there's nobody that can compete with what he did and leave the legacy that he did at Alabama. And you would Bear Bryant coach there, right? Like who yeah. many consider to also be one of the greatest coaches of all time. That's how good Nick Saban was. That run that he had um, you know, probably two or 3 years after he got hired to the COVID season was there's nobody that will ever be able to replicate it for a bunch of different reasons, but mostly because Nick's the best.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's uh, I know Felix mentioned it. He did a video as soon as the news dropped. Uh, I talked about it uh, on either one of the campus to Canton live shows where like I, and I know Nick Saban said as well. And I agree. Like, I think this was arguably his best coaching job he's done too in his entire career with the team that he had and to get them realistically within what three yards of of possibly heading to the national championship we don't know that they would have won an overtime over Michigan but you know I saw you tweeting about it a lot of people tweeting about how he just seemed like lighter this year happier smiling more there had been rumors all season long that he was thinking about retiring and and it now it does happen I think we should address the rumors. We don't know if this is true at all, but there is stuff that maybe there's something going on with Miss Terry. Uh, I do want to say like prayers up to her. If that is why he is retiring. Obviously we hope everything is okay there, but I mean, it's, it's a massive blow for college football, especially with the, we're right around the corner from this becoming a more national product. And you're losing, I would say the face of college football in Nick Saban stepping away.
1: Essentially. Right. I mean, my wife, who is. No interest in sports in general, especially not college football. Um, I wish she got home from work today. I told her Nick Saber, tired, and she was like, real tight. Like, she knew, she knows. Um, you know, he's like a larger than life figure for the game of college football. And he is really a. The SEC has always been great, but he's a big reason that, like, the SEC is where it is today in the last 15, 20 years, um, which I think is really important. I, I think that he. Has you know he's a little prickly around the edges, like yeah. that's who he is, but like you said, you saw a lighter side to him that you hadn't seen in a really ever, and I it felt like it was coming. I mean, we talked about this a year ago that we felt there was a possibility that he wasn't going to be coaching there in 2024, and I there you go. And I hope it's not that Miss Terry's sick, that'd be yeah. that that suck, but um, you know, if it is. Like wish wish her the best, but I mean he's seventy two. He was the oldest, second oldest coach behind Mac Brown in the country. Like yeah. he's going to hang um, it up relatively soon. Mac Mac Brown probably might we might be having I this Brown conversation about up. Mac Brown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple years ago.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I I actually forgot that we actually did talk about. It. I want to say we talked about it this preseason about Nick Savin possibly this being his last year. Cause I know we had the conversation about possibly Lane Kiffin taking over. You know, there's obviously been the rumors because of the Aflac commercials. Maybe Dion would end up going over there. He he's on there. I mean, let's, let's talk about who could be next. I, I don't think Dion is, I mean, he's not too far down the odds actually. Uh, so really they have not. put out like, betting favorites for who who the next coach is. Dan Lanning is plus 300. Dabo Sweeney plus 400. Lane Kiffin plus 500. Kalen DeBoren, Deion Sanders at plus 600. Pat Shermer plus 900. I think the rest of these are pretty outlandish, except for maybe Sark and, and Mike Norvell, but Urban Meyer plus 1,000. Uh, Billy Napier and Derek Dooley plus 1,400. Billy Napier, that's that would be, oof, I mean, I don't, know.
1: I don't know who's hanging those odds. Yeah. I'd like to know, and I'd like to place some, probably a million dollars on that.
0: Yeah, uh, Mike Norvell plus 1,600. Sark plus 3,500. I had put Pete Carroll on here. I thought maybe it'd be interesting for him to come back to college. I did not see that he took an advisor role with the Seahawks. I don't think he's going back into the college ranks, but I think the person everybody is talking about right now is Dan Lanning. Obviously, I I mean, Felix and me talked about it. I I know, I can't remember if you were on the show at that point. We talked about it during the, when we were doing the watch along with um, the national championship. I I love Dan Lanning. I think he's he's probably the next, yeah, he's the next big thing. I personally hope he does not leave Oregon. I think he is great for college football in Oregon, he will definitely succeed if he goes to Alabama. There's no doubt about that. I like him being there. I think he brings – I think he makes the Big Ten a more fun conference with him being there and in, in Oregon, going yeah. there, Oregon bringing Oregon to this national powerhouse that he has. I'd like to see him stay there, but what are your thoughts on him possibly going and taking over? I, I don't think well, – I think he has the highest buyout, if I'm remembering correctly. I'm going to I'm gonna actually – I know I saw um, – uh, dang it, dang it, dang it, Pete Thamel. Pete Dammel tweeted this out earlier and I saved it because I wanted to make sure we could reference this. So the buyouts for some of the coaches mentioned for the candidate search, Dan Lanning, a $20 million buyout, Kalen DeBoer, 12, Dabo Sweeney, 7.5, James Franklin, which is hilarious that James Franklin's up on this. Let's see the top buyouts, uh, 6 million. And then Mike Norvell, four. The tw- the, I don't think the money matters. Alabama's going to pay doesn't. it. It doesn't. Yeah, they'll pay yeah, whoever. They'll, they they'll, they'll be like, hey, Dan Lanning, we'll pay your buyout, and then we'll make you the highest-paid coach in college football by a fair margin. I think it would be hard to say no to that, but I hope that he does.
1: Yeah, I like Dan Lanning a lot. I think that'd be a home run hire. Um, yeah. no, no doubt that he's probably the first or second call that they're making. And I actually think Nick Saban has – a probably good amount of say on who gets hired as the next coach. I'd be very surprised if he did not at least be pretty involved in the process. He's just like, he knows coaches like you, uh, Alabama would be stupid not to have him heavily involved anyway. Um, And I think landing is a good fit. Like landing is part of, I think adjacently the Saban tree. So I I like that for, for him. Um, Can we go to number two though? Who's Dabo Sweeney? Well, let me let me let me touch on because I,
0: I know you have thoughts on Dabo. Yeah, on on what is interesting to me about the Saban thing, I just want to touch on that real quick. And it, it's honestly what makes me worry that it is more than football, and why he's retiring. Is you would think someone like him already has like a, a predecessor, almost named in a way, like hey, like this is who we should go get if I'm retiring. It just seemed like it came together so quickly. I, I mean, obviously, it doesn't have to happen that way, but we've seen that kind of happen throughout college football with these older the old school head coaches. So yeah, let's, let's talk. um, Let's talk Dabo. Cause I, I just saw one recently saying that there's some people who believe that they should reach out to him now and bring him in. I I think it'd be a horrible idea, but go ahead.
1: Yeah. uh, um, Nick Saban holds Dabo Sweeney in very high regard as a person, a friend, a mentor, or uh, like he's probably a mentor for Dabo. They're very close. Um, Shane is in the chat who is a Clemson fan saying they go on vacation together. I've, I've no doubt that Nick will put his name out there for Alabama. He's from Alabama. He is from the state of Alabama. He played at Alabama. Wouldn't surprise me if he was a sought after candidate by that administration. I just think that would be a disaster hire. Al- uh, one thing Nick Saban has done every single year, every single season, is adapt. He has won at Alabama every way you can. Like he was one of the first people to say, I don't think this is good for the sport when we're talking about like <laughs> the the evolution of the passing offenses yeah. and, and whatnot. And then comes out and does the exact same thing. Like he he is one of the most adaptable coaches. I don't think Dabba Sweeney is quite like that. Yeah. Um they are Brad Crawford uh at 247 Sports, who does a lot of stuff for South Carolina, said Clemson is the only program inside the top twenty-five nationally for the 2024 recruiting cycle without a transfer portal commit, you just can't, you just can't win that way currently. Yeah. And Clemson, like Dabo is a good enough coach where he can get it done in the ACC that way. I I don't think that's going to fly and fly in the sec. Like you've seen Nick bring in those guys. Like James Williams was such a huge part of that Alabama run. And he was a, he was like the fifth guy at Ohio state. Yep. Yeah. I I mean, I don't like that. I, I just, I, that's not direction I would go personally. You need somebody who's open to using the portal and, I don't know that he is. I mean, we'll see.
0: I guess I'll give Dabo some credit in the fact that we never thought he would bring, you know, someone outside of his whatever you want to call it, coaching tree family. Do you think that him? that was
1: Dabo doing that or no, do you think I do that not that was the Clemson administration with that, saying,
0: especially with the not. way that offense was run this year, I don't think that was Dabo at all cuz he didn't seem to let him run the offense at all the way that it was run at least at TCU. Maybe, though, Nick Saban says exactly that to him. He's like, look, if you want this job, yeah, you've got to adjust to this and that. Because, I mean, you are not wrong. I mean, I remember for the longest time, you know, Alabama and Nick Saban were known for top three defense, a okay quarterback. Like, we're just here to run the ball down your throat and win with defense. And then the hurry-up offense came, and Nick Saban's like, this is bad for football, and you shouldn't be doing this. And the next thing you know, next season, boom. And all of a sudden, Brings in Sark, Lane Kiffin. Who else did they? They that? Like, and all of a sudden, best offense in the league, Alabama, with these quarterbacks who are slinging it all over the place. So he's adjusted and adapted in every single way. So, yeah, I'm with you. It, it will be intriguing which way they go. I, I think, personally, off the list that's on there, and you would get fairly good odds if you bet this, and at least with the way the program looks to be going at the moment, I think Mike Norvell would be a very interesting hire for, for Alabama to bring in offensive minded head coach. We've seen him over the past two seasons, be able to bring in players from the transfer portal and develop them. We saw what he did with one, Travis Hunter, Jared verse, I believe was a transfer portal guy that they brought over look at what they were able to do with him. He's done a very good job over the past two years in recruiting as well, which is a big thing for Alabama. Not that you need it as much because Alabama, I
1: think is one of those schools. Has he though? that's that was gonna be the detraction that i had like he's he's kind this, of this year lost some classes at the end of end of the cycle
0: i remember about the travis hunter to...
1: debacle yeah well this that year, was they lost him on signing day two that was like, the only talked about it on twitter and i was i was like yeah like you first, have, that's a concern
0: yeah it has to be but i think there's a little bit of a difference at florida state than alabama like the travis hunter thing i i i I don't know that you can blame Norvell for that. I think that's all Dion and just who Travis Hunter is like Travis Hunter wanted to do something different than everybody else. So he did it. I, I don't think that that's on Norvell for not being able to keep him now this year. Yeah, maybe, or whoever the, the other player that lost maybe, yeah, maybe that's probably on him, but I don't think you do. You lose that at Alabama because I think Alabama is, you know, to, I hate to use this line because I kind of feel like I'm I'm going to be crapping on Ryan day for a second. But the Jim Harbaugh line born on third base, I kind of think whoever goes into Alabama, you're kind of born on third base with what Nick Saban did. Like, you have a built-in advantage. Now, don't get me wrong, I think, and I think you tweeted this out, or you you quote tweeted it. Alabama gets a lot of credit for what they did. A lot of that is Nick Saban, though. Like, Nick Saban built Alabama into what they are. But I think because of what he built, it's going to take a lot to bring that. They are now going to have a built-in advantage moving forward for whatever coach they bring in. And and I think Norvell, because of what I've seen him do in developing players over the past couple of years, could be a good offensive guy because typically you also see they go the opposite way, right? Urban Meyer, we're not really this offensive guy, defensive guy, they bring in Ryan Day. Typically, these uh, someone uh, Shane just mentioned Kalen DeBoer in the chat, Chris Peterson. I can't remember who who came after Uh, was it Jimmy Lake, right? Lake, what well, yeah. defensive guys, Kalen Is DeBoer that- come in all offense, yeah, yeah. Well, Jimmy Lake. Was like over <laughs> other reasons, but yeah, like typically you see administrations go the other way. So I, I think he would be a good hire. Florida State kind of seems to be on the downside after what happened last year. Yeah, Gene, we, we were just talking about Dan. Lan- Dan Landing is going to be the number one choice. I, I don't think that's who I think everybody, Ohio State, wants Dan. Lan- everybody wants Dan Landing. I don't know that he will leave Oregon because he is stated multiple times over the past couple years he would not leave he doesn't want to leave Oregon and, and really the only connection to Alabama is uh the fact that he was on Safe and snap, so
1: yeah for like a year as a GA right but I mean he's he's Kirby and I mean it's, yeah, yeah. The, it's the same culture I, I I wonder again like going back to Dabo or a guy like Dion um what is the culture difference like between there because like I don't yeah. listen I I think Clemson and Alabama probably pretty close, but the culture Clemson feels a lot more Jonestown vibes rather than like a solid football culture where like you have young men who are succeeding. Like I, I there's a little bit of a difference there between them. And I like, listen, everybody that sends their kids to Clemson raves about Dabo. So I don't want to like,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah
1: like knock the dude because he, he's serious about making these kids better. But like I don't think Dion would be a culture fit there either. I, I mean, I think Dion being even mentioned here is a, like a, ridiculous. I don't, I don't, get, I don't know if
0: it's just the, the because they do the Affleck commercials together. Like I, I don't get that at all. Because I, I'm with you. Like he's just a hot, hot name. I I don't I don't mean this in a negative way, but like what has he proven to get a job like Alabama? Like I, I, don't mean that. Like, don't get me wrong. I think he he was he was fine at at was Jackson State. You know, he did better at Colorado. I think most people thought he was going to do. But like, let's see him like build a program up a little bit before yeah. we go and give him like a prestige like elite blue blood school in Alabama.
1: Yeah, I I I tend to agree with you, and I think the concern that you have with um, Dion is. The reason he works for Colorado is because they needed, a like, a big PR yeah injection, and it works because Colorado did, the administration did not have a lot of money to spend on athletics, and Dion changed a lot of that, yeah. and it makes sense that they, like, he was a good fit for the program that really needed that. Alabama doesn't have an issue to bringing in money from their boosters from the state of Alabama. They don't have a, a brand issue. Yeah, Dion's not going to solve that and if anything it probably puts puts a bigger target on alabama's back i just don't think that's a smart hire i think the hire that we haven't talked about and i i you know i predicted when we were talking last year that lane was going to be the next coach at alabama yeah. I, still, I still think it could happen i mean i think lane post alabama has been a really a lot more mature coach mm-hmm. than where he was as Joey Freshwater a couple of years ago, yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, I, I think Kiffin could do a good job here. I do. Um, I just don't know if he's, is he like serious enough for the Alabama admin? Is, is it always going to be the question? Like he's posting memes on Twitter and, and whatnot. And like, I love that in a coach and I think that works at Ole Miss. Yeah. Does that work at Alabama? I'm, I'm not totally positive because when you, when you don't go, have a 12 or 11 win season and you have a nine win season. Is that going to fly at Alabama? Probably not.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much the, I don't know if he needs to be like Saban. If that makes sense. Like, I think if they hire Lane, they know what they're getting in Lane Kiffin. I don't think they're going to ask him to be like Saban. They're going to be like, look, come in, do your thing. Like we want you to keep that kind of culture, which I do think in a way he does kind of have, but he is, he he's different. He's a different cat. I don't know that Alabama would be like temper things down. Maybe they'll ask him to temper things down, but I don't think they would be like, you need to be like Nick Saban. I, I do think it would be a good hire as well. I mean, we've seen what he's done with the transfer portal this year, at Ole Miss. Uh, I think he's done a really good job in, in getting some gems uh, in recruiting as well. I don't know. Like, I, I feel it's weird. Cause I don't even think he was in the top. He wasn't even a betting favorite. Was he like, they didn't really seem to mention. Was he? Did
1: I just like, yeah, go right by him. oh okay he, he's third I mean I think that's probably right. I oh, I yeah, think it's more five, likely five, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's more likely that they hire him than Dabo for what it's worth um I, do you think there's a chance Kalen Duber takes, takes this job I was,
0: I was gonna bring that up because Shane because Shane brought that up in there with him losing all his offensive weapons of quarterback I mean two wide receivers have announced I, Rome soon there's no way Rome Odunze is going
1: back oh, yeah, to he, he's top 10 pick
0: I don't know because he doesn't have any connections, as far as I know, to Alabama. Now, again, I think they could go an offensive, uh, an offensive way, which you know Lane fits in that as well, like like Mike Norvell does. There's a lot of rumors that Michigan wants Kalen DeBoer, and obviously, there's a rumors that Harbaugh will be going to the NFL. So, I mean, I think it'd be a a great step up for Kalen DeBoer. I I don't mean any disrespect to the Washington Huskies, but I, I don't think that they would you would consider them like an elite premier blue blood school like you would Michigan or Alabama. So, I mean, I think if he were to go to one of those same thing, I think I think he would thrive. Look what he's done transfer portal-wise. Um, recruiting's not been great, but again, how much of that is him? How much of that is Washington? Like, you know, I don't, I, don't, I mean, let's be honest, look what Jim Harbaugh just did, and uh, Felix always loves to talk about how bad his recruiting classes are. I think it really comes down to developing the players, and I think you could argue Kalen DeBoer's done a pretty good job of that of late. So, I think he'd be an interesting – for me, I think it comes down to – I think Kiffin and and Norvell are probably my favorites, outside of Landing. Like, Landing's the number one choice, but again, I don't uh, – I just don't want to see Landing leave Oregon, so I'm just hoping he says no.
1: Yeah. I I don't know that Dobert is a legit option. Mm-hmm. Um, I Obviously, Alabama's an upgrade from Washington, just on a lot of levels. I think Washington's going to have a tough time competing in the in the Big Ten. Yeah. So well, they get, I, and they have a tough schedule next year. Yeah, and they lose a ton of um production too. I mean, they're probably going to be pretty low in our returning production database that uh Nick does for the CFB Winning Edge. Um, the one, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's like a huge net you can cast because you need someone who is experienced and has won to hold yeah. the administration in check because. They've only known, known, Saban for, or known Nick Saban for the last, like, 15 years. So yeah. the next person you bring in, people, like, power players are going to try to exert their influence. You need somebody who is going to push them to the sidelines. Yeah. It was a, It's an issue that Texas a has every year. They try to hire somebody. Like, there's so many voices in the room. Can the next person come in and quell all that? I think Dan Lennon can. I think Dabba Sweeney can. I think Lane Kiffin can. I don't know about Kalen DeBoer just because yeah. he's only been at the FBS F- F- level for, you know, five or six years, despite, you know, being, winning, what, three straight championships um yeah. at the NAIA level? Yeah. But still, you need somebody who's going to do that. Like, that's the bottom line. And I, I think there's quite a few people that can, but it's not a huge list. Yeah.
0: And and to be fair, I don't know that Norvell could do that either. I don't I don't know that Florida State's got an administration that are, are really breathing down Mike Norvell's neck either. Uh Gene asks in the chat, great job, guys. Love all the options you're mentioning. Any NFL guys to think about? The only two that really pop out of the top of my head is, and I don't know that they'd bring back Bill O'Brien. I personally don't. I think we have a bad taste in our mouth of Bill O'Brien for what he did with Alabama's offense a year ago, or was that two years ago now? But we also, you got to remember, like he built Penn State up after everything that happened with kind of the death penalty with the with the Joe Paterno stuff. He made Penn State. They had problems positive. They beat Ohio State in a year that they were really good. Yeah, I was just about to mention him, KC. Yeah. Um, and then obviously D'Amico Ryans as well. The problem is, why did D'Amico Ryans leave the Houston Texans after they just made the playoffs on a, a team I don't think anybody expected to win the AFC South. And he just took that team in his first year to the AFC South Championship. Has a chance to beat the Cleveland Browns this week and make it to the second round of the playoffs. Again, a team that nobody expected to be here. Now, granted, I think he's only making four million dollars. Four million. million.
1: Yeah, that's that's the reason.
0: Alabama could probably like 10 times that and be and him be perfectly happy. So maybe that is why he does have some connections to Alabama as well. I believe he was an assistant coach with them. So he there there is some corollaries on why he could go back there. But I I think it would be hard for him. Maybe not, because it is just one year into the NFL, but I would think with what the success he's already had.
1: You have CJ Stroud on a rookie contract. Like, are you really going to give yeah. that up to go basically be a coach and work 360 j- days a year? I wouldn't.
0: Especially. Yeah. I
1: mean, all you got to say is, Hey, my name's being thrown. His agents got just got to go to the Texans and say, Hey, my name's <laughs> being thrown around for the Alabama job. Let's let's pay me, you know, $12 million where I deserve to be paid.
0: Yeah. I they'll mean, do it. they'll do it for sure. They will. And, and what I think also works in D'Amico Ryan's favor with that is like you just mentioned. I think the one thing, most people probably don't realize that the college football diehard fans know this. And it's going to sound weird. If you're if an NFL fan, you don't like college football head coaching is in my opinion, 10 times harder than NFL because you are having to recruit on a year long basis. I mean, we haven't talked really about it on this show yet. Cause we're, we, it's probably something we can discuss when we get more into the off season. We've really kind of just finished up with the national championship with the way the playoff format's set up next year, the first round of the college football playoffs will be going on during National Signing Day. So you are going to have college head coaches trying to get ready for a playoff game that weekend three days after trying to finish recruiting your class. I mean, uh, why did I just forget his name? Uh, uh Hugh Freeze was talking about that at, during his uh whatever bowl game they had where he was like, I was on a phone, or I think people were making a joke that he was like playing Fortnite with the recruit all night long, trying to keep his recruiting class together that he even mentioned. I did not prepare for the bowl game at all. I left that all up to my assistant coaches. That's cool. You can do that in the tax Slayer Gator bowl. You cannot do that in the Rose bowl. If you're in the playoffs, your head coach cannot be out there recruiting and not preparing a game plan. So, NFL head coaching, as crazy as it may sound, in my opinion, is easier than a college football head coaching job. So I don't know that D'Amico Ryan would want to do that person. I mean, I think he would be a great fit. Again, just look what he's done with Houston, all the talks about the culture he built there, what he was doing in San Francisco before that. Like, I think he'd be a great fit at Alabama, but I don't think even for, I don't know, $40 million, that's life, life life-changing
1: money. Maybe he would, but I,
0: I think it would be hard for him to leave the Texans
1: yeah i don't I they'll match whatever alabama's gonna offer him and he'll stay basically You just got his agent will be on the horn with um What what's the name of the owner of the texans i i don't i don't,
0: uh, I don't know the um it's the what's it, the mcnair family i believe i know the the owner passed whatever it was a year yeah. or two ago so they it's give a, a
1: lot sense. of money south carolina they're they're alums so
0: and and casey yeah you're right they Whoever comes in to replace Saban it has their work cut out for them. You know, I, I you know, we'll see what happens. I, I would hope that the whatever coach comes in will be, give, be given some grace and like not have to win, you know, a national championship in year one or two. But they might be kicked out if they're not. I think what's going to give them some grace, and we've already seen it, and I, I think more is coming, is what's going to happen with this roster now that Saban is gone. So we already saw five-star wide receiver Ryan Williams, who um, reclassified, was supposed to be in the 2025 class, reclassified to 2024, is our number three wide receiver in our rankings. I believe he's top five for all the other services. Incredible, incredible talent. Was committed to Alabama. He is now decommitted. In fairness to Alabama, there was already rumors going on back on December 20th, we had Walker White on our early signing day show. And he mentioned that they're trying to flip him to Auburn. Those rumors had kind of already been out there. So I don't know that Nick Saban leaving was like the only reason he did it, Uh, but they lose him. I would expect we're going to see other players departing. I'll just say, like, I've been told there's a lot of rumors that Caleb Downs is trying to out now, come out, and he's going to Ohio State, that that he's already contacted some people. They've contacted I heard, I heard South
1: Carolina. That's crazy.
0: Hey, you know, he'd be a good fit there too. But, yeah, like, I, I think there's going to be more going. The interesting one to me is going to be what happens now at that quarterback position because Jalen Milrow, in my opinion, while fun for fantasy, in my opinion, did nothing to prove that he should keep that job. With the starting staff coming in, does Julian saying the top-rated quarterback for some of the recruiting services, get a shot to win that job? Does Jalen Milrow stay? What's going on? They already lost Eli Holstein. Like, I think there could be a lot of players opting out. You know, Obviously, another big one for us, Justice Haynes. I don't think he leaves, but I think if he entered the portal, I mean, you th- he probably doesn't get the same hype that Quinshawn got because Quinshawn's done it two years in a row, but I think Justice Haynes would be a guy highly sought after. Like, I think we could see, unfortunately, a lot of turnover here on the Alabama roster, and it's going to be interesting on in how quickly they bring in a coach to possibly try and stop that, because for those of you who do not know, the new rules with the NCAA is when a head coach leaves, that portal now stays open for 30 days for that team and those players, so now they have until, I believe it's February, I think it's 10th? like 9th, is it not 10th? I think it's not. I don't know. How, 30, many day, how many days, 31 in, days in January, January. so okay, think, yeah, nine. it's the 9th, they have now till February 9th to decide if they – just decide if they want to go into the portal where the rest of college football has five days uh, based on the recording of this show. We're recording this on January 10th. They have till January 15th to announce their intention to enter the, the portal. The portal's what? closed.
1: Is it? You're I thought they the, had to to You're thinking of the declared deadline.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, okay.
1: The, the portal's closed for – everybody I think except Michigan and Alabama Michigan and Washington. Cause they get an extra five days after the national okay. championship. That that's probably why I was thinking the 15th. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, mean, I expect a lot of, uh, Alabama players to at least test the, the market. They might not enter the portal, but like back channeling, figure out how much, you how much am I worth? What am I getting paid? Is it worth leaving Alabama over? Um, who the next coach is going to be? All, all of those things are, are very interesting. Um, yeah, like you said, with about the Ryan Williams stuff, I'm not surprised. I mean, it yeah. sounded like he was flirting with Auburn in Texas a little bit. So, not. I mean, he's what 16 years 16 years old? Yeah, yeah, but he's yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that situation's crazy. Yeah, it'll be inter- it'll be interesting. I I wonder if you know a coach that leaves brings his quarterback with them. Yeah, so, like I'm thinking about um, someone like Caitlyn DeBoer might bring Austin Mack with him. That like if he. You Know he recruited them, yeah, reclassified early. Uh, so you know, I it's gonna be a very interesting situation and roster situation moving, moving forward. I think that you will see some players leave. I think actually you're gonna see a good amount of players stay. I think they res- respect the culture that Alabama's built yeah. and like playing there, but it really depends who they're gonna hire. That, yeah, I mean, that matters so much.
0: And Casey says in the chat, if landings hired, these players will probably stay. I think I would say 90% yeah, of them would, yeah. I don't think I I hate to say this because I feel like I'm throwing shade. I've I've called this guy a weasel multiple times. I'm not the biggest fan. I think if Dabo were to come in, you might see some players leave. Um, and honestly, same thing with, with two other guys we mentioned. You mentioned Kalen DeBoer. I think players would possibly leave Kalen DeBoer yeah. and Mike Norvell in as well, who's who's a coach I think they should hire. I, I think At, Lanning is absolutely. the one that if he comes in, you're going to see most of that roster stay
1: put because of the respect that he has. Yeah. Speaking I, of the transfer portal, oh, I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say I, I I think landing's the guy to stabilize the program. Speaking of the
0: transfer portal, we've had a ton of players uh find or pick their landing spots. I was going to start with QuinShawn, but Casey mentioned in the chat uh the Jaden Myava stuff, so we'll start with him. Uh with him using Georgia uh to or leveraging Georgia to get more NIL from USC. Look, I don't you know, don't hate the player, hate the game. That that's yeah. the game. You know, good good on Jaden who I actually thought had a really good year for UNLV. Kind of surprised he entered the portal. I don't hate the landing spot in USC. I hated Georgia. I, I, because there was no <laughs> way I think he was starting over Gunner Stockton.
1: Oh, I think he's better have... You think so? I don't know, yeah. man. I don't think Gunner Stockton's very good, though. No. I mean, not like, not to what I saw my play at, but sorry, continue. Oh, I was just gonna say, I
0: think he actually has a chance to start. Like, I really, I don't think he beats, beats yeah. out Miller Moss. But, like, I don't think it's that crazy to say he's not the next guy up. Riley doesn't have a quarterback coming in. I don't know who they're going to go get out of the portal. Like, And I thought he actually played pretty good. Now, they they definitely need to improve on his game. I felt like a lot of his stuff was him rolling out and just kind of, like, cutting half the field and just kind of throwing these sideline throws. He struggled a little bit from what I saw throwing deep, but he was fairly fun to watch at times rushing. He had almost 300 yards rushing. I think he had eight rushing touchdowns, if I'm remembering correctly, over 3,000 passing yards. I think almost positive as a plus 60% completion percentage. Like he was good for UNLV and I trust Lincoln Riley with a quarterback with those skills. So I think it was a good thing for him, him to go to USC personally over Georgia.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was a, he's a red shirt freshman, so he'll be entering his third year. Technically. I think he'll compete with Miller Moss. I'm not sure he's going to beat Miller Moss, but he's a good player. He really is. He earned the, he got the job because of injury to Doug Brumfeld, but he held it. The rest, the rest of the year, and he was like really good. UNLV was one of the most shocking teams this year in terms of how they did. A lot of that was Jaden Mayava, so yeah. that's a a nice get for security at the quarterback position for really any school. Like he would have been probably the number two at Georgia, and I think he would have done pretty well in that in that spot. And
0: I mean, yeah, I, I don't know that he starts the year, but I don't think it's crazy to say that he might not take over. I think you know, not not. I, I'm not saying you are, but. I kind of think what Miller Moss did in that bowl game has been a tad bit overblown uh, with what I get it. You know, he set whatever it was, the holiday bowl record. I
1: don't remember. Louisville was missing so many pieces.
0: Exactly. They had, they had injuries as well. Like I get it. He threw five touchdowns in the holiday bowl again or whatever it is, but I just want you to, the teams that they play, kick off the season, Vegas kickoff classic against LSU. I think they're losing that game.
1: I don't think the defense is going to be ready. I will have LSU winning yeah
0: they get at michigan in week three traveling to off. michigan yeah i agree then they get wisconsin at home close game Win. but i think they could lose with tyler van dyke now in that offense Then they have to go to penn state two weeks later i think a loss then they go to washington three weeks later before they get and an off not. week and then Eventually. they get Notre Dame, obviously, at the end of the year. Yeah, Washington, I, I think, could be a toss up. We'll see what Kalen DeBoer does. I don't want to, yeah. They just go fourteen and zero, but like I, I don't know yeah. that Miller Moss survives as a starter all season long. As you could, Spencer you could Rattler. see him
1: benched. You could see him benched early. I mean, yeah. if they if they struggle, I would not be surprised if Myava got in. I, I mean, I don't think Lincoln is sold on Moss at all. Really, he's talked nicely about him but i don't think that's necessarily a endorsement per se Um, yeah i mean he's the only quarterback on your roster i think you got to talk nice about him at this point you know you you don't want to be too mean it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the usc defense plays because that'll basically determine moss's yeah. whether Moss comes in or out because they're getting cooked and Moss is somewhat struggling and they're falling behind. I think that's the situation where it happens because I mean, they brought in Matt Entz and Danton Lynn. And I think those are two excellent hires on defense, but if your defense still sucks, like there are bigger problems there.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Quinshawn, uh, I've given my thoughts on it. So I'm just going to give you the floor on him and we'll, we'll just do him and will Howard both commit to Ohio state. Uh, obviously Quinchon on Monday. Love college football rivalries. Does it right as Michigan is winning the national championship, Ohio State post everywhere. We've landed Judkins in the transfer portal. You got got to love it. Um, not that that really took anything away from Michigan, but good try that's Ohio just, State. That's
1: just classic college football.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Rivalry. Then obviously Will Howard as well. I've, I did the videos. If you want to check out my thoughts on it, go. your if you're watching on the YouTube channel, if you're listening on the podcast, go to the YouTube channel. I uh, did a quick five-minute video on both of those guys. But uh, your thoughts on, on both of them landing at Ohio State?
1: Uh, I mean, Judkins is probably the best running back in college football. So yeah. that's a huge win for Ohio State. But again, I he was making allegedly 850K at Ole Miss. I don't know what he's making at Ohio State. Don't know if it's close, but he was already very well compensated. Mm-hmm. I think mean, this is a good fit for him, but I didn't think Ole Miss was a bad fit either. It's just kind of like I feel neutral about him. I think it's a boost for Ohio State. Just you got a talented back in that room again. Nope, no problem there. The Will Howard stuff is, dude. You're you're Ohio State. You gotta do better than Will Howard in the transfer portal as your starting quarterback. I'm sorry. Like, well, I think Will Howard is not a bad player. I think he's a veteran player who can win games for you. But like, if you're Ohio State, you can't you can't be celebrating Will Howard in in the portal. I'm sorry. That's just it, that's just the way it is. Like, I like Will Howard too, but man, like, that's that's tough
0: yeah i mean I, I I pretty much said that in the video yeah, I, i'm not I a I'm not a massive fan of it. you know everybody keeps talking about oh well, his rushing rushing like guys, if, if you've paid attention to us for the past couple of years, you'll know that Ryan day does not want his quarterbacks running the ball like at all if possible and and I get he's gonna have uh, the best weapons around him that that he's ever had in his career. So maybe he works out because I do think Ryan Day, I think Ryan Day wanted him because he's the opposite of Devin Brown. What is Devin Brown? Devin Brown is a gunslinging quarterback that has not seen a tight window. He doesn't want to throw into Will Howard will operate that offense the way Ryan Day wants. I mean, Shane, you think he's better than Kyle McCord? I think that's objective because the stats tell you Kyle McCord's been better than Will Howard every single season, actually. So I, I don't. Better deep, better short, better intermediate. The only thing he doesn't beat Will Howard in is rushing. So I, I don't know that he's going to have a nominally better season than Kyle McCord. Now, that doesn't mean that Ohio State won't be better. Again, Kyle McCord had a chance to beat Michigan and probably take Ohio State to the playoffs Although they go to the national championship. They had the ball, final drive, he throws an interception. Maybe Will Howard doesn't do that. So overall, he has a better season if he takes Ohio State to the playoffs. Ohio State is bringing back a lot of those players on defense. It sounds like Henderson and Mecca are coming back, so that offense should be pretty good as well. But, I I mean, I don't think he's that much better than Kyle McCord, personally.
1: I'm not sure he's that much better either. But, I I mean, I personally think he's better, but, I mean, I'm not sure it's a massive upgrade. You chased Kyle McCord out. For what?
0: For Will Howard, yeah.
1: Like, you thought you were probably getting Cameron Ward, right? Like, you thought your Ward was going to commit to the program or, or somebody better than Will Howard. I
0: think they were hoping – I well, I said it on here, so I'll just say it again. They wanted Michael Pratt. That's who they want. They wanted him to not go to the Senior Bowl. I know they reached out to him to get him to come back. I was told there was never any conversation between them and Cam Ward. And to me – and me and Felix have talked a lot about it. It makes it – like Cam Ward, again, plays football the way Ryan Day does not want you to play football. Like Ryan Day – You've seen the times Ryan days yelled at Kyle McCord and CJ Stroud on the sideline for doing some things. You don't think he would be chewing out cam ward for what he does run around the backfield for 30 yards before passing it. Like he
1: he might pull the urban and take a heart attack.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I they wanted Michael Pratt and when that didn't work out, I think their options were limited because then it came down to like DJ. I don't think he wanted DJ. So it came down to who can operate the offense and it's Will Howard.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I guess you could have done worse. You could have got Reese Poffenbarger from um, Albany. So at least you're not Miami. Although, I, I I mean, I like Reese. It's just, yeah. These schools, these like blue bread programs need to be doing a little bit better with their quarterback, quarterback portal stuff. I'm confused what you mean, S. Brown, by Georgia plays the whole season and can't even
0: crack the top five. Weren't they the fifth ranked team? No, it was Florida State was number five, right?
1: It and that's only where you, because it depends where, it depends which poll you're looking at I think. Yeah. I mean,
0: Georgia's going to be fine. They I I like I think they're going to be the number 1 seed next year. So Georgia Georgia will they, be
1: fine. They're the title favorite as of right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about where Georgia was ranked at the end of the 2023 season. They're going to be I picked them to be the number 1 seed. I did my 2024 playoff projections last last night. They're my number one seed. I haven't playing in the national championship next year. Like Georgia's Georgia's gonna be good. They lost to Alabama, but yeah, they, they'll they'll be fine.
1: That uh, I lost, but you're you're good. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, You're, me, you'll be
0: you're fine. good. Number one recruiting nation or number one recruiting class in in the nation, even after losing the number one player in Dylan Riola, you're good. Don't worry about it. Uh, Malachi Nelson to Boise State. I talked a little bit about it on uh, a video as well. I think it's a great thing. I actually picked Boise State to make the playoffs next year. I think they've got a a, uh, Billy, can't remember his last name, uh, did a really great job for them as an offensive coordinator last year. Dennis took over as head coach with the last three games after Avalos got fired. They scored more points uh, than most teams in college football. They were were on fire. And I think Malachi brings a – I hate using this word that much, but elite quarterback to that team. I think Boise state has a chance to go under. Well, they're going to lose to probably Oregon. I don't think they can
1: keep up with Oregon, but
0: outside of that, they should go undefeated could be the top ranked G five team. And if that's the case, they had a chance to make the 12 team playoff.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is clearly an indictment of Malachi Nelson though, that he didn't land at a power five job or like, at least a good one. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know what happened there. I mean, I know he was hurt at the beginning of camp. Um, I believe it was a shoulder or something upper body, and uh, it never seemed yeah, like it was, key. it was a shoulder injury. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it, it, I don't know. It's probably bad for Malachi Nelson's stock, but great for Boise State. I mean, Taylor Green left. Um, Madsen Maddox or whatever his name is is uh okay, but Malachi Nelson elevates elevates his team a lot. Yeah, they'll be one of the better. G5 teams of the country next year, for sure. They're probably the odds-on favorite for the Mountain West.
0: Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Malachi Nelson hurt his, I believe it was his throwing shoulder, but I could be wrong, in his senior year in high school, and it took quite a while. He actually had surgery in the offseason, didn't do anything in in any of the All-Star games, All-Star Bowl games, Uh, did go into spring, didn't have a great spring game, and there were reports that he was still dealing with uh, issues with the shoulder. Honestly, it reports that it's still not fully healed. We won't know the, you know, obviously the wor- one of the worst things about college football. They don't have to report any of that stuff. So we have no
1: idea. His shoulder isn't fully healed from a high school injury. No wonder. I mean, that is he passed, scary. We yeah. have passed medicals at like high end programs. I don't know. Probably I, I mean, not that's true.
0: I don't know that I think. I think Colin and Austin talked about it, and I, I do agree with what they said. Is like, I think a lot of it was he wanted to go to – he didn't want to compete anymore. He wanted to go somewhere to prove he can start. And yeah. with likely the two-time transfer rule here to stay, it has not been approved yet. It's in, on a stay right now, but I think it will happen. Malachi Nelson could go out to Boise State next year. Let's say that – because I agree, Casey, they're not beating Oregon. But if they're the top-ranked G5 team, they're probably the 11 or 12 seed in the playoff next year. If he takes them to the playoffs – some power five team will then come calling for him. And then he just transfers back sure. up and does it again. So I don't think it was a bad move. I mean, cause really the top, I don't even know if you'd call him the top. He I mean, fought. it was, it was Houston and in Miami. I don't know that you want to go to, I, I definitely don't want to go Miami. Houston might've been interesting, but like, I don't know. I, I think he's got a better shot to really actually prove himself with Boise state. As crazy as that sounds.
1: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the passing attack looks like. And I mean, they love, the the head coach that you know we went from interim to permanent and you have a good running game that you can rely on too so like they have to respect the pass it, it's a good situation
0: uh so really quick not that we want to like keep going back to to bama here but according to john sam in the comments bama has contacted dan lanning eric b which is interesting and then obviously Dabo sweeney we kind of figured Dabo, dan landing
1: eric b was not one of the nfl names i expected
0: to, uh, to, oh to, we you know.
1: we have a we have a CFB meme zone report that a private flight has been chartered from Eugene, Oregon to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Any guesses who's on that? I would assume Dan Landon.
0: (laughs) Dang it, Dan. Don't do it, Dan. Stay in Oregon, please. Please stay in Oregon. I love you there. No, it'll it'll be a great thing for Alabama. You know, real question, actually. He goes to Alabama. How worried are you if you're a Georgia fan? Cause I'd be terrified. You, well, I, well, I I know Kirby. A couple hours post, Good,
1: but yeah, you know, couple hours post. Um, Nick Saban, you. I mean, everybody's fist pumping. Yeah. Uh, again, re- really excited. Excited. Hugh you know, oh, Freeze. Yeah. Oh His yeah. Freeze ha- five wide a receivers time. in the recruiting
0: class. Everybody's excited. Yeah. And then you Dan bring in Lanny, Dan Landing, and it's like with the ci- with the cigar. Yeah, that's what he's gonna. Yeah. You
1: know, he's gonna be smoking it at the at the press conference. Oh yeah. Every, I I would be. I love Dan. Yeah. I also feel bad for Oregon if that happens because, I mean, how many times are head coach going to get poached? I know.
0: Well, I mean, who well, – are just going down the rabbit hole here. What, who goes to Oregon if Dan Landing leaves?
1: Man, I don't know. Because I, I think – I don't know. John, Jonathan Smith would have been a great hire but before yeah. he went to Michigan State. Will he leave
0: That's, Michigan State? What's the buyout? Let's look that up real quick. Let's look, what's the buyout for Michigan?
1: Mario Cristobal at Temple situation.
0: You know, Phil can afford it. He can afford it. I think he, I think he's fine with it. No, I think, um, cause that's insane. I mean, I think if it were landing Oregon opening up, that's a top. I mean, wh- let's just cap it
1: at 10. It ain't lower than 10. 10 I would say 10, probably top
0: six, seven job. I mean, what's better? Alabama, Georgia, Ohio state, Michigan, Texas, Texas. Yeah. I agree with Texas. Oh, that's what I was forgetting.
1: Texas a If it? you want
0: to look, just look at the money. I wouldn't. So there's probably the six. I mean, they're going into the Big Ten right now, I would argue, as the favorite. I, I think they're better than Michigan right now, even if Harbaugh comes back and McCarthy. I think they're right there with, with Ohio State.
1: I think those those are the three Big Ten favorites. They're the, they're the only team in the Pac twelve that recruits at a physical and size yeah. level that could compete in the Big Ten. So yeah. That would be I don't know who they would who who much bring on. I know they have the money to bring on a lot of people. Ryan Grubb. What actually that would actually be a pretty good hire. I, I, I like Grub.
0: I brought him away, never got a chance to talk about it. Me and Felix had a show lined up of who the best offensive coordinators to be the next head coach. I had Ryan Grub on my list as my number one candidate. I think that
1: would, actually yeah, be a, no, he's been, I mean, he's been awesome at Washington. He's been yeah. awesome all, since he's been with Kalen Bohr. I think Oregon, that'd be a great hire for Oregon. I think they could also promote Stein from within office coordinator to head coach. Yeah, I, he doesn't have any experience, so that would be kind of tough, but I think Stein's been awesome at UTSA and Oregon. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, you just got to go out and get that defensive guy that Landing was to kind of complement that side of the ball. Um last two and I put these specifically on there for you. Tyron Smith leaving UTEP to go to Cincinnati and Mikey Matthews, I can't remember where he's leaving from now. Uh going right. I'm sorry. Utah. Was it Utah? I think you're right. Utah to Cal. Any thoughts on those two, the last two like most recent names moving?
1: Um Tyron Smith committed to A&M. Like did a spring semester there and then came back. I don't know. It was a weird situation. I don't know what's going on with him. Um, I thought Mikey Matthews transferring out would mean he would go somewhere better than Cal. And like the Cal situation is bad. I kinda like Trano Rogers as quarterback, but still, like it's Cal. So kind of weird, but um Yeah. The one the one that's not on here that I love is Reese Poffenbarger going to uh Miami's quarterback think he's pretty good from my albany oh felix, yeah, yeah. I, I was talking to felix and uh he compared him or no it was on here actually on, on over shows he compared him to what zach wilson i thought was kind of interesting interesting i mean he
0: he would know i guess right big 10 football standings because i'm disagreeing with this comment here but i'm trying to remember exactly who's all going into you're right there are no stanford's cows or arizona state or colorado's in the big 10 that are in the big 12 but they do also have i mean Rutgers was okay they have they have Rutgers, Rutgers, maryland who is not good indiana yeah i mean they've got better with signetti they've got they've got bad teams too that everybody does sec's got poor vanderbilt taking strays this week as well oh
1: man did you yeah yeah i saw that yeah, that everybody's trying up. to cheat, but Vanderbilt. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, Nebraska, well, Nebraska might turn it around. So let's let's call. I know Rutgers clobbered Miami in the bowl game. S Brown. But let's 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 let Rutger,
1: Rutgers had a really good defense this year.
0: They did. They did. They, they finished seven and six overall, but they were three and six in the big. Ten. So like, I'm um, just, yeah, let's let's
1: yeah, calm down. And they crushed Gardner Webb one one week. Yeah. Uh. All right. Top 10 rankings. Do we want to save that for next week?
0: We're already at an hour. What do you think? We can save it if you want. Let's save it.
1: Sixty comments. Look at you guys coming in yeah, strong people, today. People, people are, uh, people are heated. Luke save firing that's got that's got, that's got everybody. As you see, South Carolina, South South Carolina was a top four team like seven Lenora, years ago, eight
0: years ago. I'm just saying. You know what, Mike Valerie? I'll tell you this right now. This might sound insane, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it anyways. Lenora Sellers has taken the Gamecocks to the playoffs in his career at, at South Carolina. I think it's happening. End I think it. It's gonna be- End it. I think End it's it. That's it. Kirk, we can't talk to you, bud. We can't talk to you. Lenora Sellers has got to be it. That's ending the show. We'll catch you guys next week.